What's up, everybody? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, is my uh, honorable co-hosts, Davis the God. Excuse me, say it properly. Davy the God. <laughs> and Adam Obesis Rodriguez. Get Schwifty. <laughs> what we have on tap tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is from the North Peak Brewing Company. It is the Furry. It's a black Indian pale ale, 7.2 ABV. Um, we, we've had the other one with like a... The Dubious. And it had a... Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he made both of those up. <laughs> could have said any. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a good time tonight. This is the One Bearing Podcast. <laughs> looks like um the uh the bottles that like medicine was in and like the mm-hmm. like the 1800s uh, they remind me of a red stripe yeah, yeah. that too yeah, yeah. i like medicine, i like the man. shape of these bottles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little stout i'm gonna keep them and i like the taste of these beers <clears throat> yeah spoilers mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's good all right let's get into some shit boys What's up? What's going on? This, this beer stinks. <laughs> stinky. I finally it have. Smells like uh, a public restroom. I finally have my sense of smell back after <laughs> after a while. I mean, it's it's bad, man. After years? fifteen years, huh? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. No, it's I I uh when I get sick now, it it, it took like two weeks yeah. to like fully get over that. It wasn't even like the flu. It wasn't like. A, it was just a cold, mm-hmm. and I just got super congested. I think it's the office, man. I really think it's the it's the amount of people that I'm around. No problem. You know they say like um, uh, like at uh, cons, like Comic Con and stuff, oh, yeah. that they they get the nerd flu. Yep, <laughs> heard about that. So many people congregate to one area that it's just like it's unavoidable. Yep, and you just maybe not want to ever go to I mean, any kind of convention. It's it's pretty filthy. If you think about it, like it's it's thousands and thousands of people from across the nation, yeah, across the world sometimes fly out there and sweaty, (laughs) just uh, eating like really bad food, so you know they're going to the bathroom a lot too. Drinking Mountain Dews, Incubacon, and just (laughs) just just sweating nerd. Uh, Put on this VR headset. It won't hurt you. It won't hurt you. I mean, but it's like any public place. You have to kind of suspend your disbelief that you're walking into a safe and (laughs) clean environment. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Bring several different types of sanitation. Probably should. Hand sanitizer, bleach wipes, Lysol spray. That's a good call. I mean, theme theme parks. Think about how disgusting theme parks parks actually are. are, You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Water parks. (sighs) Water parks. (sighs) It's okay. The water's chlorinated. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. what they say. I mean, it is basically like eighty percent chlorine, 
and 20% water. Yeah. I think your skin starts to fall off. I mean, Probably. that's what the showers are for. Right. Yeah. You got to do that shit before you go home. You bleach your seats. <laughs> <laughs> and, your, and your body. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Whoops. <clears throat> anyway, is anybody. Oh, shit. That's really. What's up with that? I thought you what? kind of fixed this. You got heavy ass elbows <laughs> on the table. Shake the earth. Put them down. Careful. All right. There you go. You're good. You're good. Good. So, is anybody actually still playing Pokemon Go? Are you still playing? Yes, it? And I open it up time to time. Yeah, I pop in every once in a while. Do you really? Yeah. When I'm out, I, I open it up. But I don't. When it came out, I was actively going out to these spots just to catch. Mm-hmm. And since that update came out, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-mm. It's impossible now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is this another case of developer screwing their own game? Mm. I don't know. Let's let's check uh, back at six. <laughs> so, I feel like there's something going on here. Something real fishy. Mm. Something real fishy. Okay. See, Niantic, the company that made Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. has been a company that hasn't been very vocal or communicative, 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 communicative yes. with their community. A very uh, passionate, fierce, and loyal community so far. I right. mean, that I came mean, out of nowhere. Yeah, like who are all these people who are upset? I mean, I, obviously you know who everybody's obsessed with Pokemon, who's around our age or whatever. But mm-hmm. still, for people to be like so passionate about this app, it was it was incredible. Yeah, to see it, and uh, <clears throat> it just feels like they're not concerned with the concerns of their fan base mm-hmm. and their consumers. You agree? I mean, disagree? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're doing or why they took the, the footprints off. But they, just to disable the PokeVision? Well, they said that they took it out because it was broken, obviously. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. they're it, fixing it. Quickly it. explain to people why, what the uh, the purpose of the footprints were in the first place. The footprints were to, where they were supposed to case. denote, huh? In case you've been in a case. <laughs> right, in case you, you haven't played it. Uh, they were supposed to denote the distance from your location to the Pokemon in the tracker itself. And so you were, able, you were supposed to be able to say, okay, three footprints means I'm at the furthest distance, two footprints the second furthest, and one footprint I'm gaining on it. Mm-hmm. And you were supposed to be able to use that to track. And it didn't tell you what direction, and that mm-hmm. was where the exploration came right, in. It's like cold, warm, and hot. Right. Basically. So Niantic, in a series of just... I mean, all I can say is mind-boggling updates of the game. First, it glitched, which obviously is not their fault. Then they took it out. But when they did this latest update, they did more things than just the tracker thing. They they did that. They also made it harder for Pokemon to catch Pokemon. Have you seen this? Yeah. A level 10, a CP mm-hmm. level 10 P- Pidgey ran away from me the other day. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, I don't have any difficulty. You don't I'm want me, master. anyways. <laughs> you want the pidgeys. Yeah. You definitely you want, want the pidgeys. Pidgeys, you gotta, mm-hmm. do you gotta hoard the pidgeys. Mm-hmm. I've got so many pidgeys. Pigeon man. That's the way to do it. Yeah. How about how about ratatats? No, ratatats. Just revolve them when you got them. I guess there's so many of them. I mean, yeah. they evolve at the same. Yeah, they take the same amount. Pidgeys you want to stock up on. Okay. Okay. Turn them into sausage. What yeah. else? There was other updates that they put in there. Well, uh, they disabled they, all the third-party apps. Yeah, or, yeah, they disabled the uh, the back-end stuff yeah, that... Poke Detected don't work no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was crazy helpful. You saw that. Mm-hmm. It was almost... It's cheating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would 
actually tell you what Pokemon was near. You'd open it up, and then it would actually show you a map of where it was and where you were in, in relation to its location. Mm -hmm. So you just walk until you get a notification, and then yeah. you just walk towards yeah. it. I uh, I read a report. Uh, I think actually directly from Niantic because they finally broke their silence. Uh -huh. And they came out with this press release that was uh, sort of explain why they did these things, but not really. It was sort of like we did it to improve the game, and we're right. going to continue to, you know, try to tweak it to make it the right. best product it possibly can. You know, we're yada, working, yada, yada. working around the clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they said that something like, and I may be pulling this number out of my ass. I have to check the the actual report for this, but something like eighty percent of people were using third party apps on it. Yeah, at yeah. least half. Of the so. People. A substantial amount of the player base was using it, and I don't think they were happy about that. Yeah. So they took it out because they said it, it was an unintended I mean, thing. If, check, check it. You got to think of it like this: if if that many people are using the app, then there's something wrong with the game. The game. Bingo. Right. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. If everybody's cheating to win to play it. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong. With the I game. think I would go even further hey, to say that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd go even further to say that if everyone's cheating. You can't really call it cheating anymore. That's the only way to play the game, right? I mean, I mean, obviously, it doesn't doesn't go for yeah, it doesn't go for like doping and all that stuff. But if you need this thing to accomplish the the the, the goal the, the goal the of the game, right. I don't think it's cheating anymore. I think you've created a broken or you've broken your app to yeah. a point where they've broken it to a point where <clears throat> iTunes is actually honoring refunds. Really? Yes, wow. because people are saying. I spent money. Yeah, you should. <laughs> They're saying I spent money on things in the game, and Niantic has made this game. Uh, they've they've updated it to the point that the things that I spent money on, I can't use in the game, so I deserve a refund. And iTunes is honoring that. Hmm. So that's 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 Damn. that's a pretty big problem. I saw a yeah. post that said you don't play Marco Polo, and then remove the polo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. So I say all that to say this. I think. That they yeah. broke it on purpose. They broke it on purpose. They grabbed everybody. They hooked them in with how how uh, addicting catching Pokemon is. They're in cahoots with the Nintendo company. Mm -hmm. They broke the game on purpose, and now everybody is gonna mad rush to Pokemon Sun and Moon. I'm not. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you know you are. Okay, there's. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that Niantic works directly with the Pokemon company because mm -hmm. the Pokemon company is not owned by Nintendo surprisingly enough mm. even though they have like I guess an exclusivity deal they are technically separate companies that's why we saw recently um, the Nintendo company's shares go down mm -hmm. drastically it's because people assumed hey Pokemon Go's doing well I'm going to get in on this by buying Nintendo, buying Nintendo exactly um, <coughs> tricks on them because Nintendo's only getting like the last tier of this money coming in, which is, I'm sure is still in the millions and millions mm -hmm. of dollars, mm -hmm. but uh, they're not the the main people that are getting profit off of this game. Yeah. So I don't know how much that would hold water, just because I'm not sure how. I'm sure they're a close company, obviously Nintendo and uh, the Pokemon company, but if they're successful on their own, that makes their worth even higher yeah. in Nintendo's eyes. So they can say, hey, you still want to keep Pokemon on Nintendo? You see how great we're doing without your help, right? Yep. Give us a little more. Come on. Give yeah. us some more. Give also, us some more. I think more people have cell phones than Nintendo DSs. Very true. I will give you that. Well, and then the NX is coming out soon too, so 
the rumor on that is that there, it's going to be a mobile thing that you take with you and then you can you know, hook up to your TV for mm-hmm. a full HD experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go out, play Pokemon Go on your Nintendo NX, and then get robbed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people are already getting robbed anyway. Yeah, so. from their cell phones. But <clears throat> if that's true, then maybe, maybe there is something to that. My only thing is the traditional the traditional Pokemon game is nothing like Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's true. But all I'm saying is it's yeah. causing Pokemon fever. How many how many posts have you seen about that guy, the original singer of the theme song? Yeah, I've seen a thousand. Yeah, about that guy. I've heard that song probably a thousand times. Right. I mean, I have the CD. I okay. (laughs) I have seen this uh, post. (laughs) Wait, wait. Can I? You keep that shit in your closet. No, no, no. Can can I give you a little a little embarrassing story? Only if you really want to. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Definitely want to hear it. So I was I don't know how old I was. Probably like ten or something. Uh, The Pokemon movie came out. Pokemon two thousand. Uh, or just the Pokemon movie. I think it was just the Pokemon movie. Okay. Um, I think there was a sequel. I mean, there's tons of sequels. Anyway, I only saw the first one in theaters, but so I was, I was really you know jazzed on Pokemon. I had the Pokemon fever. Uh, so I bought the CD. I'm Pokemon. And by that I mean my parents bought the CD for me. All right. And I was listening to it on my compact disc player, in which is like in my pocket. Yeah. It was like, you know, just watch, looking out the window, jamming out to the Pokemon theme song, right? Yeah. And I started to sing it, and oh. I was like, Pokemon, gotta catch them all. And I hear, mm. and I just keep going. Then is a handsome Pokemon. I keep going. I turn around, my dad's been standing there for probably the past 30 seconds, just listening to me karaoke the Pokemon theme song. And I can only imagine him walking away and just going, I am so disappointed. There's there's nothing there's nothing worse than a guy who cringeworthy story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what he wanted me for, but he was just like, "Hey, can you like grab the dishes or something?" And I was like, y- "Yeah." Hey, can you be a better son? Thank you. I'm gonna leave now. You work on that. <laughs> it, a person listening to something in their headphones and not knowing all the lyrics. Yeah, they're just going. I am on. I am on. That's him. <laughs> his dad's just standing there as he's going. <laughs> he probably thought he was having an aneurysm or something. Are you okay? Um. Anyway. Yeah. Pokemon. Everyone is like that now. Everyone has the Pokemon <laughs> fever right now. Yep. I saw this post of like people singing the song together. It was like a crowd mm-hmm. of like a hundred people singing the song. Everybody's got Pokemon fever. It's a little cringy. The song, or no, just this whole that, thing, no, the fanfare. That's a little much for me. Yeah, it's becoming a little. It's I'm everybody. I mean, still people. Everyone's still playing it, which is. Yeah. I mean, the ca- casual players don't care about the the brokenness of the game. And I've said this before, probably not on air, but the Pokemon Go app was broken day one. It was never a perfect app. There no. was always something wrong with it. Either yeah, there's a lot they need to add to it before it's. Well, not just the fact that it was empty, but the fact that it was just buggy. It was buggy as all hell. And people just looked past that because it was so fun. But now that it's becoming more buggy and people are getting more serious about the game, now they're starting to go, okay, Mm -hmm. there are some legitimate problems with this thing. Niantic just kind of like struck while the iron was hot and didn't realize how many people were going to jump on this thing. Hence the the server issues, which obviously that's not their fault, but the bugs in the game itself. The Caterpie and Scyther... All the all those bugs in yeah. the game—that's their fault. 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people are just, they, they, they chose to ignore the warning signs. Mm-hmm. Day one, I, you know, it shit just wouldn't work right. Oh, another thing that, they, that just popped into my head, another uh, update that they did was the refresh rate is now 10 seconds versus 5 seconds. So if you're moving too fast, you're you will miss literally everything that's out there. So people who are like they like to play Pokemon and ride their bikes, they're not going to see anything because they're going just fast enough that that refresh rate is too long. And none of these things really make any sense. Like why would you make the Pokemon harder to catch? Why would you make a CP10 Pidgey run away? That doesn't make any sense. And in the in the Pokemon game, you had ways to make sure to ensure that a Pokemon never got away from you. You beat it into an inch of his life and yeah. then you trapped it in a ball yep. okay you can't do that in this game you have to just accept the fact that a, a low level pigeon is gonna fly away from you and it's bullshit it makes the game not fun pigeons got a lot of spawn yeah pigeons are pretty fast actually I'm not, I'm not saying pigeons aren't fast I'm just saying that if I beat it to within an inch of its life it's not going anywhere mm. and if you don't give me that option then yeah I guess it's gonna go fly somewhere away. it's yeah. not the right Pokemon game yeah I mean I I would actually say it's never been a great game. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll I'll go on record as saying it it wasn't a very good game. No, it was fun. Yeah, but as far as like a game is concerned, there wasn't much there. No, there wasn't a lot to do. There was too many things that didn't work, and too many cash grabby things about it. So, yep. And then they delayed the uh, <clears throat> Nintendo actually was making the the Pokemon Go like little button thing. Mm-hmm. The um, the the peripheral. Yeah. What's up with that? I know it's like thirty dollars or something. And Thirty-five bucks. It's too much. And it's yeah. it's basically like wearable tech, when you, you don't have to look at the app, basically. And just see that Pokemon pin on your wrist. It's like, oh man, look at that Pokemon pin. You're so fucking cool. I'm gonna have sex with him tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just see Adam. Karaoke. Um, <clears throat> that being said, it's for children, so that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> not true. I mean, if I saw a kid walking around with like a Pokemon yeah. kid, like punch him in the chest and call him a nerd. Nerd. If I see a grown ass person at my job, like, oh yeah, I got the pin, thirty five bucks. Like, you could have spent that on more important things in life. Mm. I can't tell you what. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but definitely something. A late fee on something. A when, book you had to return. When nerds criticize nerds, <laughs> right? Anyway, right. I still think that it's it's a concerted effort by everyone involved to get people to buy Sun and Moon. Because everything that I see about Pokemon Go is now tied to the release of Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. Okay? So, I'm going on record. All right. Bet. All right. Bet that up. This has been Conspiracy Corner with Marco Dupa. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Just watching out for your money. Mm-hmm. Watching your pennies and dollars. I do this for you people. <clears throat> you Anyway, Suicide Squad is out. Yeah. Finally. Is anybody actually going to go see it? Oh, man. I've heard way, way too many bad things. I don't know. I don't know. I I was on the fence, honestly, because I have a friend that I work with that's a DC diehard. Mm -hmm. He loves DC. And even like Batman vs. Superman, he was sort of an apologist for. Yeah. He's like, it's not that bad. (laughs) I was like, it's kind of bad. But he still kind of stands by. He knows that there's issues with the DC movie line, but for the most part, he usually defends them. He came out of this one and said, it was all right, mm. which means it's bad in layman's terms mm. because he's a fan. You yeah. know, and if a fan comes to you and is disappointed, then 
I don't really know what to go in expecting anymore. What do you think? I've not wanted to see it since the first trailer. Okay, so you had zero interest in it. Yeah. Okay, like so then... You would have to buy the ticket for me, <laughs> for me to go. Mm. Yeah. I'd have to have nothing to do. No one would have to be playing Overwatch. <laughs> zero people I'd online. Have to be really bored. And you'd have to feed me. <laughs> That's a lot of caveats to get you to see this movie. Is it necessary? I don't think so. I mean, to especially in just the grand scheme of like their universe, I don't yeah. really see what establishing the villains as the heroes does. Like, if this was a movie done after eight DC movies, mm-hmm. and then all of these established villains yeah. came together and made the Suicide Squad, that would be an exciting movie. Yeah, but to be the Man, third that movie. Like a good idea. Like, <laughs> wow. You know, DC, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I think we actually talked about that when we first talked about Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's like they they didn't they didn't establish these characters. Same thing with Justice League now too. It's mm-hmm. like in Batman vs Superman, you see them like on a computer screen, and that's it. Yeah, established. Yeah, that's it. That's, they, you I, get no backstory other than that. And that's, that's DC's fatal mistake, and it and it really feels like they're really fucking out of touch. Like they just won't acknowledge well, the fact that they're rushing this. Maybe maybe the train is moving now and they can't really do much about it. But yeah. I I just I don't know. I doubt that. I, I don't know if there's much in the way of course correction when you are established in the way that you are with a director and a lead creative creative uh, of Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. You know because if he's at the helm, <clears throat> this is the stuff that you're going to be kind of coming up with is mm-hmm. kind of these vapid storytelling to the backseat more visual movies yeah and my thing is i've heard obviously i haven't seen the movie yet but i've heard the problem with suicide squad is that it's completely uneven yeah and a lot of people are pointing to the reshoots for that reason maybe if they didn't screw with it after panicking after batman vs superman it would have been a better movie yeah so idea i mean you know if if, maybe adam should direct the next uh dc movie i'd love to if uh if their thing was going to be dark movies, then just stick with that. Do it. You know, Do it. don't no, don't. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's why? Fun. It's got to be fun now. The Marvel movies are fun, Mark. Shut up. Hey, and you We're know what? Be fun. When we talked about the Suicide Squad reshoots, I was I was for it. Yeah. I was okay with it. I remember saying that I was I was good with them doing this. You were totally not on board with it. You thought it was a bad idea. I don't remember your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. If if that's what ultimately hurt the film, then that's unfortunate. But I still stand behind the fact that like if they felt it needed to be more enjoyable movie experience, mm-hmm. then that's what they should have done. But then again, they say that the R-rated version of it that they cut it down from is a better movie. So, I'm tired of that excuse, though. Right, seriously. How many times are we going to hear that about a movie that had reshoots? Oh, actually, that- <clears throat> by the way, guys, I... Uh... My friend that I was just talking about, he has the extended version of Batman vs Superman, so we can Ooh. borrow it and watch it if there's a night that you want to carve out three hours of your life. <laughs> I mean, uh, I kind of want to. I, I would like to see it. Have to feed me. No, oh, okay. you'll be fed. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No. Inappropriate. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. Off air only. Mm. I apologize, podcast <laughs> podcast listeners. I'm sorry. I took it too far. Anyway, so <clears throat> a lot of the press. For the Suicide Squad movie, other than the fact that it's awful, has been centered around <laughs> two things, and that's Jared Leto's method acting, the method of the method. He's so method, it's fucking method. And Margot Robbie, and how incredibly hot and incredible she is. He should have acted Heath Ledger. 
Mm. Set up the Joker. And mm. then learn how to be a good actor first. <clears throat> oh, well, okay, all right. Let's relax. Jared Leto's well, a good actor. Is he? Yeah. What's he in? What an Jared Oscar. Leto won an Oscar. <laughs> For what? For uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yes. Best Supporting Actor. Not a lead. Not a lead. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough. Nah, Jared Leto is... He, he's he's good... He just he's very in, he's very intense yeah he's very intense he's there. really he's one of those stereotypical method guys who like stays in character the whole time and like you know people are supposed to be impressed but you can tell that like people are kind of annoyed about it whenever you hear like interviews they're like yeah Jared Leto like you know sent me like a dead rat and it was like he's yeah. like really cool and like they know from like in their heart of hearts they're like this is bullshit I don't have I don't want to fucking <laughs> yeah. deal with this shit what makes him think that the Joker would be sending dead rats and used condoms and shit to people I'm not, I don't like, think why is that his characterization of the Joker? Joker was never like an asshole. Like he wasn't that. like it wasn't gross out stuff. <laughs> no, like he was a maniac, but was, he wasn't like it wasn't like he wasn't into American Pie. Killer Joker, and then like after that, he became like a prankster. Yeah, right? and sending someone a dead rat or a condom that's used. That's not a prank. Yeah. That's just that's fucking disgusting. filthy. I imagine Batman going, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking really? This is Alfred. fucking disgusting. Alfred. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a real D-bag. Seriously. <laughs> Alfred shit in this bag. <laughs> not letting this go. We gotta get him back. <laughs> We're going to work. <laughs> Give me your guano. Um, so... Um, that's established that he's just an incredible actor. Probably, I don't know, taking it too far. Anyway, Margot Robbie, though. Yeah. I can talk about Margot Mar- Robbie. Robbie Margot Robbie, though. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. And I think that that's a lot of people's problem. Uh, feminists' problems. Problem with her, uh, I guess, her role in Hollywood so far. Right. A lot of people getting triggered. A lot of people getting triggered. triggered. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to say feminist as like a, a, a bad term. word. Yeah, but... It does. It does. Huh? You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, All right, just, don't you try? Don't you try me? Don't you try me, mm-hmm. yeah, Don't you try me? Anyway, she. Um, <laughs> so anyway, these feminists. <laughs> these fucking feminists. Uh, there's been uh, multiple think pieces that have been put out as to um, the perception of a person like Margot Robbie, who's like I don't know, 23, 24, yeah, yeah, brand new 20s. actress. I mean, she's a beautiful, beautiful actress, really, really talented. I mean, yeah. everything that I've seen her in so far. New Hollywood bombshell. Right. Blonde bombshell. You mm-hmm. know, the perfect, like, this is the new it girl. Yeah. And um, the characterization of her as being like this this sex pot, this this thing that men fawn over. Right. And and this, this uh, idea that people are ignoring her talent in uh, so that they can just ogle over her mm-hmm. and things like that which I'm not saying that that's not the case I think the biggest culprit of this uh, idea perception is this article that you posted from mm-hmm. um, who was it who do you remember what New York Times um no it was uh, <laughs> here me. I have it right here actually what uh, it was by AV Club, actually. AV Club, okay. And it was uh, by Esther Zuckerman it's so, called titled Margot Robbie Deserves Better Than Suicide Squad Sexism mm-hmm now, okay, this kind of struck a chord with me because she's a very talented actress. and But do you know that? Do I know that? Yeah, like what other than, you know, obviously... She was in, I mean, she, she did really well in Wolf of Wall Street. She did really well in Focus, that movie with Will Smith. Okay, because that's, I'm saying that's the 
other movie she was in that I can remember her being in, uh-huh. but I didn't watch that one. She's so in, I she, only know her from Wolf of Wall Street personally. Right. Okay. What she did fine in. I'm not saying she was bad in, but right. I, just, I don't but know nothing, her. nothing stood out. Exactly. I, I don't know her as being a great actress. Right. And 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 to uh, and um, to that, I mean, she has only done like a minimal amount of roles. I mean, she's really her roles are really starting to ramp up because mm-hmm. again, she's the new it girl. Right. So she's in a ton of stuff now. She's in that new Tarzan movie. Yeah. But if you look at the trajectory of her career so far, every role that she's chosen, for the most part, all of her high-profile roles have been the sexy, mm-hmm. you know, the woman who is fond over. Right. Like, I understand that this this new thing of like progressive thinking and 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 trying to move forward and all that stuff. I'm all about it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you you got to call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. She is picking these roles, and she's I mean. You can't add strength to these characters if, like, that's the characterization of that character, right? Right. So, like, Harley Quinn, for instance. Is she Harley? Is she Harley Quinzel? I think so. I think that's. Do they? Does she act as Harley Quinzel, or is she Harley Quinn the whole time? I think that there's probably flashbacks. Yeah, scenes. I think they have a, a like a little background on the character. But. Yeah. Well, Harley Quinn, then she's a, a double threat because she's also very attractive and she's also a doctor. Right. that's true and if they did something with that then they they, you know but I I just I doubt that like she took on the role because she thought that she would be able to you know diagnose the Joker right and change the perception of Harley Quinn who's been established since 92 you know like that kind of character is is one of the things about her was her sexiness Mm -hmm. and and her being manipulated by the Joker and all this stuff. Like, that's established. That's who the character is. So if you're going to portray somebody, like, that's that's what it is. So when a movie like Suicide Squad, okay, maybe that... I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but maybe if the director focused too much on her sexiness and her body and trying to put her out in front just to say, hey, look at this sexy chick that we have in the movie. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not... You know, it's not... It's a problem, but it, at, at the same time, is it though? I mean, that's the character, right? Yeah, yeah, but it depends on how she uses that within the film. If it's just a thing that they throw in with camera zooms and inappropriate angles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, yeah, it's a little eye rolly. Um, <clears throat> right. But uh, again, like you were saying, I feel like uh, both with her character and her as a person, their sexuality is a major part of who they are. Right. You know that that's a that's a big playing card a very strong leading reason why they are as popular as they are is their sexuality Mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing you know people people automatically think that sexuality is this negative thing Mm -hmm. especially in america i feel that like that's not an issue that's that is a non-issue that is something that she can be proud of yeah but if they're using that to exploit her just in you know just by saying that because this character is supposed to be sexy you're gonna have to wear these short shorts and we're going to put the camera up your ass. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand on it. But it's a it's a fine line. It's definitely a fine line for me. Yeah. It just, it, I, I just, I, it's getting a little annoying seeing these think pieces come out and saying like, you know, like she deserves better. She deserves better? No one like forced her to do those movies. She picked these roles and she acted in these roles and she, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. not... What do you mean she deserves better? Well, make the arguments that she is not being afforded more, I don't know, thoughtful roles I mean, it's in kind Hollywood. Of, it's you kind know? of hard to to say that, like, I don't know, man. It's it's just like, 
this 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 whole like Hollywood like corruption thing is obviously very real, but at the same time, it's like she wants to be a a, a Hollywood star. She wants to be in entertainment. Mm-hmm. She is the one who was butt ass naked in Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that role could have gone to anybody. She picked that, and knowing full well that that's what she was gonna have to do in the movie. Probably right. Said no to. Oh yeah, uh, she yeah. could have. <laughs> You're saying no to Scorsese, though, you know, and a young actress is not going to say no to Scorsese when you trust that director, first of all. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just some Joe Schmo off the street saying, hey, let me film up your dress. Right. Um, but at, at that same token, if she, it was against her principles, then she didn't have to say yes. Right. Tell Scorsese to shove it. Mm. Oh, oof. Getting real disrespectful Damn, right now. Me to get naked. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <clears throat> but that is kind of what I was getting at with the whole, like, like a, a young starlet, like when she did that movie, she was like nineteen, I think, nineteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know, Legal. Scorsese told me to take my clothes off. I'm taking my clothes off. It's fucking Martin Scorsese, man. Clothes are coming off. <laughs> but that, like you said, it's a fine line between yeah. like what she chooses to do and what we choose to want from her, right? As a character and as an actress, right? Well, I mean, I, I feel like she has if she wants more substantial roles and more thoughtful roles and something with more substance she has to prove that she can deliver that and from what i've heard she doesn't do that in suicide squad yeah so but I, then again was she afforded those opportunities maybe she acted her ass off and they edited it down yeah, to yeah. just shots of her ass yeah. could have been so could have been i guess we'll never know yeah but still i just it'd be one thing if she if she was openly saying you know i i want to do serious roles and i don't want to do this sexiness stuff anymore and like i feel like I'm being taken advantage of and manipulated, but you can't say that because right. then what director is going to hire you? Yeah, because they know that you're not going to do certain things right off the bat. So like, but then you let your talent do the work, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird machine that they have to deal with. Yeah, she well, she's not a victim, right? She's I guess not a that's, victim. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, is they're trying to paint her as a victim of this Hollywood machine. And it's like, I'm sorry, she's an A-list actress. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. She's been in incredibly high-profile roles. I just can't really empathize with her struggle. Mm-hmm. So that's really it. <laughs> that's yeah. all I got. I'm still here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you have anything to add? Not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, she picks her roles in the story. I don't know why she's got some warriors going to war for her over her own fight that doesn't exist. Right. Well, another thing was that like Margot Margot Robbie didn't watch her movies. There was this weird article in I don't want to get this wrong. It could either be the Vanity Fair or Vogue. I can't remember which one. Nah, man. I mean, maybe sometimes. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's Vanity Fair and Vogue. I mean, they're fashion magazines. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I want to know what's hot for the summer. You know. I want to know what kind of tank top is really going to accentuate my nipples and all that stuff. So, Five sex tips. Um, That's she, Cosmo, actually. There was one one of those magazines did a profile on her. And this is where a lot of this furor has started. Mein Fuhrer? Mein Fuhrer. Is that the article itself really, it was very one note and weird. It was like this writer was like, didn't understand that she was a human being. Mm. You know, like it was... 
it was like this weird metaphor for Australia. She's from Australia. Mm-hmm. It was like this weird metaphor for Australia and how she represented all the people. And it was it was a very strange article. And people didn't they they ripped into this guy and even Margot Robbie when she read it she was like it's a weird <laughs> article that he wrote like I thought it was it was strange like <clears throat> a good example he ended the interview with a question about the sex scenes that she's done in the past uh, in her past movies like that's mm-hmm. how he ended the interview it was like that was his last question so it kind of gives you a glimpse as to mm-hmm. where this guy was going with this interview um and so that's where a lot of this has come from. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, that's where a lot of these knights are coming from. Is like we need to defend her honor because that's the characterization of her in these big magazines. Yeah. But again, I just don't see her as a victim. Nah, yeah, it just sucks being crazy attractive. Yeah, right. It's so hard being pretty. <clears throat> They're prob. I mean, all of them are probably going to be victims when this movie comes out. And it- I mean, it's getting torn apart. People are still going to see like it. Suicide Squad, like uh, killing their careers. <laughs> probably I mean Will Smith I mean Will Smith hasn't done like a big good, good movie, movie yeah. in like six years yeah, six it's seven been a while. years it's been a while I mean what was the last movie you saw and you were like there it is there he is he's trying oh boy I don't know trying. I don't know I have to reach back to like I Am Legend and Ali and Pursuit of Happiness is I think the last one but yeah. that one was such Hancock. a drag yeah. that Hancock yeah. I always the first half of Hancock I think is like a perfect movie but then it goes downhill so fast when they introduce Charlize Theron's character yeah. it's like it, they're two different movies mm. yeah you're right <clears throat> but uh yeah and then the rest of them I mean I like Joel Kinnaman he's like the the big he, he replaced Tom Hardy and when Tom Hardy dropped mm-hmm. out we probably should have known that something was up yeah, yeah. when a guy like Tom Hardy's like nah, I don't want to do that that was big <laughs> Um, I was changing the topic real quick. Another reason why I don't like GarageBand is because I look over there and the time is in seconds, Marco. Can you can you, change that. Can you tell me what 1,152 seconds is in minutes right now? You can change it. Okay? Change it. Because I don't think that... Divided by 60. That's Thank, thanks, a, Adam. That's the... <laughs> that's the that's Math. The, these are, this is the measure. It's not the time. That's the time. 38 seconds. I mean, 38 minutes. Oh, this is a long 38 seconds. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's move along, guys. Okay. Let's go somewhere else. Where do you want to go? This has been Take Marco's me on a journey, guys. Ranting corner. Sorry, the you're right. Past forty minutes. Go ahead so and uh... stuck with us this far. <laughs> Thank you. Now we're gonna uh, go. We're gonna move on. Uh, to your friends, I guess. Any who wants to take us on a journey? The Margot Robbie podcast. <laughs> um, the Marco robbed me podcast. Oh no. <laughs> Of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a man named Frank Ocean. You want to? Yeah. Okay. Because you know what? What? Nobody else is going to have anything recorded about him. He's not. He's not. Do you want to try that again? Not himself. <laughs> Am I right? Do you want to try like, that again? Word, keywords. Because he's not going to have anything recorded himself. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So he. Uh, I don't know if he even officially announced it, but it, it was... I heard he was uh, a bisexual. <laughs> I mean, that's what I heard. In news from 2011. Um, anyway... Bane came out of me for that. Where, news. News. 2011. Uh, word on the street was that he was going to put out... Adam's heavy on the streets. <laughs> word to your he's, mother. He's, he's, got his, he's got his ear to the streets, you know what I'm saying? The streets is watching. Shit is going down and like, you know. Binoculars. A Rod is out there. You know they watching saying? us. 
Um, like, yo, Obi, you heard about that Frank Ocean shit? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you got a podcast, and I know you can get it out to people. You go fucking tell them people that this shit went down with Frank Ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to holler at you, bro. That's the dap, yeah. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you know it, right there. Uh-huh. There it is. Mm-hmm. Tell your mother I said hi. Uh, yeah, so Frank Ocean was supposed to come out with an album today. Mm-hmm. He's not. Was he, though? Yeah. Like, yeah. was that official? Snapchat made filters for it. <clears throat> oh, wow. That's official. They jumped the fucking gun. Oh, yeah. Well, today's not over. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. But the, the fact that he, his website came out with this live stream, uh, through Apple Music in particular. Mm-hmm. And it was a live stream of, like, a an empty, like, work area. Mm-hmm. All in black and white. And it, it was just, like, a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a workbench and there were tools and stuff. And throughout that, you hear music start playing every once in a while. It's just like weird, ambient, uh, orchestral music. And then occasionally somebody comes out and like just starts cutting up wood. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're making something. I'm, I'm not sure what. So I don't understand why he did that. And to not have something to ready just to go. Tease and... nothing to come out? That yeah. that's the only thing that has me because he never officially said that he was going to come out with that on Friday. Mm-hmm. This new album on Friday, but somehow that got leaked to the press and yeah. everybody assumed that. <clears throat> so to do that plus have this tease, uh it it it's why? Like, it because it's why I think it, it, it really reflects how a lot of these artists or uh, they're they're how they're um, going about recording stuff, putting stuff out. They want to be at the at the like I'm not gonna say cutting edge, but they want to be at like the front of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to be they 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 want to grab all the headlines, grab all the attention, put something out. Like, but they jump the gun. Like these, a lot of times, artists will put something out or they'll announce something and then they have to push the album at, album back. It's the same thing with like um, video games. Video games get announced at like an E3, and then they have to push it back over and over and over again mm-hmm. because the studio's not ready, the developer's not ready. They jump the gun because they're trying to strike while the iron was hot on something. Um, same with with these artists. Mm-hmm. Like Frank Ocean was supposed to come out with this album like three years ago, I think, two or three years ago. It was supposed to be like Channel Orange came Channel out like Orange. four years ago. Yeah, Channel Orange, and then like a year and a half later, he was supposed to be working on this uh, Boys Don't Cry. So. He's trying to strike while the iron's hot and missed his opportunity. And then you put something out like this. And I think, you know, people people are just too, they're just so excited about this kind of stuff that they, you know, they speak for him. Like, I don't remember ever seeing like a press release from Frank Ocean or his camp that yeah. said, today is the day that this album is coming out. Mm-hmm. So people are going to get mad at him, but that's not his fault. It kind of is, though, when he comes out with well, a live yeah, stream. I guess, I guess he teased... But he didn't put it. Did he put a date on the live stream? Maybe something came up. Maybe something came up. I mean, people have lives, Adam. It's, but that's the thing. This is like the third or fourth pump fake that he's done to his fans, and like at this point, pump fake. Pe- people are upset now. Like this, yeah. this was supposed to be Adam's it. Adam's upset because people in the street keep asking him. Yeah, and he him. and he has no answers. And I just, for I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, yo, Frank, leave me alone. Frankie's out here pump faking. What am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? He, he's digging his foot into the court and then you know he got everybody biting on the pump fake well, my, I, can't, I can't, can't talk to him you know what I'm saying yeah no it, it, it does it sucks 
It sucks. But it's just the nature of the business at this point. Like, all of these artists do the same shit. Unless your name is Beyonce, and then you just surprise put an album out and then sell a billion records. Nobody else is going to do that. A billion? One billion records. She sold a billion records? Bayhive. B for Beyonce and billion. Nah, I think she sold like three. Two or three. Billion? No. (laughs) Million, sorry. She sold so many records. Um... Is no. it worth it? It's not platinum. Nah, it's way past that. It's black. What? It's black. Is that, is that the ultimate? No. <laughs> it's like the black card? Ultimo. Ultimo. Mm. Anyway, do you guys think that's like this is a good thing or a bad thing for his marketing? Because obviously his name is everywhere all of a sudden again, and he still has no product to show for it. I think it's a bad thing because artists have done this repeatedly, and it they're... they're Hip hop, more than any other genre of music or anything, in my opinion, capitalizes on hype the most. You need to be at the top, the crest of the wave, and then hit at that point. And then you will maximize the impact that you have more than any other genre. Mm -hmm. I think, like, Celine Dion can come out with an album tomorrow and still sell like a million records. She's going to have that fan base built in. But with rappers, and singers who are like, you know, quote unquote urban singers, mm-hmm. they have to strike while the iron's hot because this genre moves too fast to think that you can just fuck with people. Look at Dr. Dre. He's never going to put uh, um, Detox detox out. Yeah, He's that's, never going to release it. Exactly. I don't even remember the time. Uh, uh. He's never going to put that out. And you know why? He missed his opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> there was like five chances he had to strike while the iron was hot and he didn't do it. Jay Electronica, he's never, I don't think he's ever going to put that album out mm-hmm. because he missed his opportunity. He put Exhibit C out and everybody was falling over themselves to to praise this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was everywhere. He didn't even have an official album announced and he was everywhere. He was all over magazines. He was all over blogs and shit. He missed his opportunity. Now, if he puts something out now, even if it's like incredible, people are still going to be like, well, I mean, it would have been good in 2005 yeah. or whatever. Too late. So there's only so many chances you can give your fan base to, you know, be this excited about something, you know? The opposite. You're the opposite? No, the opposite. So many chances your fan base is going to give you. Right, right. No, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's squandering the hype that he's got going on right now. Yeah. Imagine if that came out today. (laughs) Imagine. Then this fucking podcast would be mute. Dr. Dre swoops in, drops, drops detox, detox today. Jay Electronica <laughs> tomorrow, and then everything I just said was bullshit. It's called fuck Frank Ocean. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's. Eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. There's something I was gonna add on to that. Oh, the the Drake, the Drake and uh, Eminem thing. I guess I don't. Speaking have that. of hype. Speaking of hype, it's good. And hip hop. You wanna, you want expand on it? No. <laughs> no. <clears throat> this doesn't feel like a thing that you even care about. Is it even a question? As far as what? If it's going to happen? If not if it's going to happen. Is it going to matter? Who's going to win the, okay, the well, battles? I, all right, I'm going to give some backstory and you you tell me how you feel about it. Because I, I feel like you feel strongly and also not as that as strong. Like very empathetic or apathetic strength. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's your apathy is very strong. Um, <laughs> How so much you don't care? Radio DJ Ebro, Hot 97, mm-hmm. 
he says that in Drake's ongoing beef with Joe Budden, that Eminem is going to jump in. And Drake already has bars ready for Eminem. And then Twitter went ballistic, saying that, like, Drake, there's no way Drake will survive, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Eminem's the greatest of all time. But then you had a lot of people saying that Eminem was, like, old and washed up and not, yeah. you know, he's not <clears throat> as good as he used to be and all this stuff. And um, then Drake's fan base, they swoop in and they, they take over. It doesn't matter what he does. You know, there's going to be that built-in... People, that built-in core of people who are going to let him do whatever he wants. I mean, it came out that he has a ghostwriter. And people were like, eh, it's still good music. Right. I was like, wait, he's a rapper. You can be... Uh, uh, Country singer. Yeah. Uh, you could be a rapper and don't even need to be a rapper. I mean, that's all you got as a rapper. Then what else do you fucking do? You rap. You speak. That's it. And if you're not even reciting... You're not even uh, writing the words that you're reciting, like, what the fuck are you? He's a singer, man. Yeah, he's not a poor singer. An average singer, I'd say. Yeah. Anyway, so the Twitter goes nuts. Everybody has their their opinions on this thing. And I feel like we do, too. I know I have mine. Yeah. I feel like I don't know how you feel about it. I want to know how you feel, Davey. Davey to God. (laughs) Um, It's not necessary. I mean, you said a lot of things on on a negative Drake opinion. And M&M's, yeah, he's the M&M's. He's old. Yeah. Uh, old but, M&M's. But old M&M's. First off, he's Rap God. Mm. And then he's Eminem. I hate mm-hmm. that song so much. Yeah, it is a garbage song. Um, <laughs> but he raps so fast, Adam, and it's just <laughs> so <laughs> catchy. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, just go watch, rewatch <laughs> 8 Mile, and then just watch that last scene again, because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, We're probably going to get shit for not liking Rap God. Because for some reason, that's like... I don't know. You're supposed to. That's like a, a rite of passage. Is that, is that like Eminem's goodbye or something? I yeah, so. I'm gonna I'm sit here and say I think Rap God is trash. Mm. I think his Rap God. Am I right? You're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go as far as to say, I watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> getting a little reckless right now. Uh, I think everything after what was it? The Eminem show. Eminem show. Mediocre to mm. trash. Mm. Damn. Mm. Just saying. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to fully agree with you. I will you. also concur on this. All right. <laughs> I, and I, you know, loyal Eminem fan, but the dude has just been phoning it. By the way, it's phoning it in, not calling it in. You're saying calling it in on the podcast that I wasn't here. He kept saying, calling it in. I'm like, it's phoning it in. I was yeah, I'm driving to work, and I'm like, it's phoning it in, not calling. Because I guess they mean the same thing. He's calling in to say he's phoning it in. Calling it in just doesn't sound right. It's phoning it in. He's dialing it in. <laughs> Dialed in means a different thing. Dialed uh, in means you're focused. He's, uh, he's ringing it in. <laughs> English is hard. You know, they say that English is one of the hardest languages to learn. If yeah, because the rules don't make language. sense. Yeah, because there's a lot of things that... Crazy. So you'd have to be like really talented MC to be able to just write crazy rhymes like Eminem did. That's all I'm saying. Especially in English. That's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I said I, I posted something on Facebook about it. Facebook. Right. The Facebooks and the Instagrams. No, I'm not all right. I got problems. A lot of problems. Uh, and and I... And enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of enemies. That's a dope song. It kind of is. I'm sorry, but... Listen, but he... Okay. He might just went off hype 
alone. Yeah. Because he makes some, some pretty good hype songs. Eminem has a lot of hype, though. But I don't, I don't know if, I mean, <laughs> what is that? A Trump argument? I've got, I've got he's, hype. he's got all the hype. He's got all the hype. I've got more hype than Drake will ever have. I've got the best hype. I have words. It's the greatest Good words. hype ever. Best. The best um, words. Sad, sad. Drake uh, is sad. No, but it, it's a, it's a. I think that that's really the crux of this. Is like Drake has never been accused of being one of the greatest lyricists of all time. But his fan base and the kind of songs that he makes are going to be more exciting and more fun to listen to than than Eminem rap fast for six minutes. I mean, we said it, we just said it. Rap God is supposed to be like one of the best songs that's come out in the past five years. And when you really look at the lyrics and like, it's not it's corny, man. Yeah. Even if like it's just not it's not all that. Like I don't really care to hear do rap fast. I want to hear something with substance. And the shit he's saying right. in that song is just like words put together so that he can rap quickly. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel Check like out twist his career. Right, yeah. exactly. I feel like he doesn't have, have anything to write about anymore. I mean, and and if that's the case, then that's the case. I mean, just run your label, run your radio station, do what you do. You know, so raise Dr. your family. Dre's done, right? Like, I don't, I don't know how many people are like fawning over a new Eminem album. Like the last couple of joints have just been hot word of the podcast, fawning, fawning, fawning. <laughs> um, I listened to his latest album, the Marshall Mathers LP two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not very good. Yeah. It's just not very good. It's I'm sorry. Album? Yeah, we talked about sequel rap albums. And, and they it's just always need to stop. They just all Blueprint need to two? stop. Blueprint yeah, 2. Blueprint 2. It's just not, it's just not very good. No. And so, for the people who are saying that this is just an obvious win for Eminem and a loss for Drake, I think that you're jumping the gun and I don't think that you're taking into account the kind of rapper that Eminem... Now, okay, I say all this to say that if Eminem were to go back to 2003 Eminem, 2003, 2004, like 8 Mile Eminem show Eminem, mm. then yeah, I think it's 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 not really fair for Drake. I think that, that, that guy, that hungry guy who was angry and probably hopped up on a bunch of painkillers, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that fucking guy is scary. Scary in front of a Slim microphone. Shady. Slim Shady. That dude is fucking frightening. But the dude he is now, 44-year-old dad who raps with Rihanna, I'm sorry, but that dude is not <laughs> frightening. That dude is not... <clears throat> yeah, but see, that's his thing, though. That's been his thing since the start it's of his, his career. It's not be scary. Eminem, yeah, well, it really it, is. It really is, though. Yeah, it really is. Eminem has been scary for the vast majority of his career, and now that he's like, you know, he's a family man and like, you know, just, just... He's making dad rap. That's what he's doing. He's making dad rap. It's just like... For soccer moms and shit. So, I was gonna say it's literally rap for dads. Yeah, and it's like, damn, oh, that's what it is, man. It just, just sucks. I guess but... so I hope when he gets in that booth, he better lose himself mm. to the music. Is. Mom spaghetti, mom spaghetti. Well, the thing is, Eminem, spaghetti. dad spaghetti, mom spaghetti, <laughs> dad spaghetti. spaghetti, everyone's spaghetti, 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 jokes and ha ha Well, I was gonna say was Eminem is a battle rapper though. Yeah. So I know they're not going to go head to head in like a freestyle battle, but still. No, no phones allowed. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Damn. It brings up Bluetooth for no reason. It's a Blackberry. Yeah. You're saying that he still Blackberry. has it in him to. That's what he does. Like, yeah. he that is his talent. His talent isn't making. Rap God's a six minute insult to someone he's not rapping against. Right. So if he has a target, I think he can still do it. Yeah. So. I mean, all of this is really for naught because 
It ain't gonna happen. I don't think it is. Drake, I mean, that's a big risk. I think that both of them would take. Drake risking having to anger a guy like Eminem, and Eminem risking losing to a guy like Drake. They both are risking a lot by entering into something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Budden. Joe Budden looks like a fucking lunatic right now. Because <laughs> he's released like five diss songs he's and it just seems like... Think the internet, man. <laughs> I will fucking kill you. It's, it's, With a rock. It's yes. weird. It just is really it's weird. So yeah, that whole episode with him chasing those kids down and like... Then he went on the radio station. He was like, yeah, I know I look crazy. And it's like, you don't look crazy, bro. You're you, fucking you are crazy. crazy. <laughs> but for him, it doesn't... I mean, his whole career has been based on craziness. You yeah. know, he puts the album out and like... He's super successful off that one song. He's a, he, I mean, I'm not going to call him a one-hit wonder because I don't want him dissing me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just his whole career has been based on craziness, so that makes sense for him. Nobody's going to look at him and be like, oh, man, Joe Budden's off the deep end. He's been off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. But not these two guys have got a lot riding on winning or losing this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that was the end of his career. Ouch. I mean, what? Yeah. I'm just saying that's like a, you know. Yeah, hurts to hear. I mean, even so, like, if somebody loses, who really cares? Give give them a year and it'll be fine. And I think that that's really the overall thing with this whole, like, just the way that hip hop moves now. Like, give it not even a year, shit. Give it like three or four yeah. months. Seriously, people will forget. Internet culture. It's just moving too fast now. I think it honestly. I I think it's I think it's moving faster than it should. I think it's moving faster than what's healthy. Yeah, for like, like fan base and for people to make good music, people like it goes back to the Frank Ocean thing. Mm-hmm. He's gotta, he's gotta take his time and put this album out. And if he gives people even an inkling that he's gonna put it out, then people lose their fucking mind. Yeah. And now he has to explain himself to fe- to people, and he didn't even put anything out. And it's just because the shit moves too fast. Somebody yeah. puts something out, and then like two weeks later, the shit is like albums used to come out, and then you would you would sit on them for months sometimes years more like videos would come out they'd do a tour it was like a like a thing Jay-Z would put an album out and then it would be a thing you would be waiting for the next video to come out you'd be like looking up the tour and like he'd be on 106 and Park and all this stuff it was a thing right now it's like an album comes out and two weeks later you could you wouldn't even know that the album was out I mean To Pimp a Butterfly comes out blows everybody's fucking minds Mm -hmm. you would think that an album like that would last for at least a couple years. Nobody even talks about that shit anymore. Yeah. Even though it's an incredible album. I was listening to it today and it's incredible. Yeah. But who gives a shit? Because of how quickly this shit moves, we're already on to the next thing. Even uh what was it Unmastered? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He put that out. How quickly did he put that out? And it's still Yeah. And people are I guarantee you people are like, When's that new Kendrick Lamar coming out? He just put an album out. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> And so it's like, you know, these things, they go too fast for people to really give a shit about. So we're talking about this episode 100, who gives a shit, right? Who gives a shit? Yeah. We got more important stuff to talk about. It's like Twitter. Like ourselves. Yeah. Right? We're we're better than that. Pretty good. What is this episode? This is 99. So next episode, we have to really... Oh, boy. We got to really... I don't know. All right, we got to plan something. Let's get all the guests. Yeah, get everybody. Fly them out. Big group thing. That Come here, be, Andino. That would be pretty fun. Get, get over to, here. To get as many people, as many guests as we as we've had on here. Just have a panel. Maybe we could do like a um, like a like a like a Google thing, like the Google Hangouts. Google Hangout, yeah. And get everybody if they can kind of get on. Yeah, cool. We got we got to announce that early though. 
so they know to be available. Oh, you mean them? The, the yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> I think that's all I got. Let's do it. Anybody got anything? You got anything? For honor. Okay. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I play. I play for honor. Cool. Yeah. Ask What'd us, you think of it? Questions. <laughs> What? Well, first explain the game to people because you were having like an you said honor. like an early access to the game, right? Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the technical test. They gave me access to it for some reason. All right, break it down for the people. Um, Why should people be excited about yeah, this game? It's kind of like a new genre of game. It's not. It's a fighting, a third person fighting, <clears throat> uh, competitive game, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's it's not like your traditional 2D fighters. It's it's a knights vikings and samurais in hand-to-hand weapon combat so you're fighting with swords and axes and hammers and it's really fucking cool first off just that all three of them are all together yeah it's gorgeous um and the biggest aspect of it is the one-on-one combat because it's it's very dynamic where you could get into a fight with someone and if you're losing you just book it and just fuck this fight and, and leave but the technical aspect of it is what's most challenging to me because you go in there and you don't just you know you don't press x for um for light attack or y for a heavy attack you have to first pick the side that you want to attack from Mm -hmm. then you have to select your heavy or or hard attack and then the person that's you're fighting against gets the opportunity to get a warning of that attack and then counter it so it's not like you're just looking at a fighter and they they have um the sword on their left or their right side, they get the indicator that lets you know where you're about to attack mm-hmm. from. But in that, as the attacker, you can cancel out. You can cancel into another attack, and it gets really complicated. Yeah, it's really deep. And each and every fighter has a different style of fighting. So you saw me playing as the samurai. Yeah. Um, the Orochi. And Orochi. 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 Means consume the dragon. Good dragon. Um, dragon consume you. <laughs> no, he's a... Like, a counter-attacker so you just wait for someone and the way that it looks is just super cool because you just well it's over the shoulder kind of but anyway getting away from it that's the type of game it is <laughs> right um but yeah gotta ask me questions i mean i feel like you broke it down a little I, bit i mean what's the i mean how long have you been playing this no i'm just kidding um <laughs> Well, the, I think you should talk a little bit on the actual game itself because I came into it, I, I played it a little bit, and I wasn't expecting it to be the type of game that it is. I was expecting right. it to be more of like a, just strictly a one-on-one type of, you know, fighting game, but it's not. Oh yeah, so the, right now in the technical test you have two game modes. There's a third one called Brawl, but it's locked for some reason. Hmm. Um, but what you're able to do in the technical test is either a one-on-one duel or a four-on-four Dominion, which is pretty much just capture the point. So Mm -hmm. there are three points in Dominion, um, A, B, and C, and usually the one in the middle, there's something called a front, and there's just a bunch of NPC characters um, battling. And the players are able to influence this battle by either killing the other fighters or by dropping an item in the middle of it that kind of breaks the opposition so that your team can push forward and push them to the other side. So whoever does that gets a larger amount of points than the other two sides. Um, so really all you do is you run to either side, you capture the point. If it's contested, it notifies you that it's contested and you know someone's in there if it's contested. So it's about to go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you spin around, you look around, whatever, you look for who's there and you either engage in a one-on-one fight or you get your ass kicked if it's two-on-one yeah. mm-hmm. or you kick someone's ass if it's one-on-two. And um, 
it's a lot of fun because you <coughs> I can see it being a not really a team game like I, I wouldn't say like everybody in like an Overwatch game has to play together right it really comes down to the player's skill because even if it's two on one you saw mm-hmm. uh, that some guy was just fighting and he was he was taking on two guys yeah. and he was just blocking attacks because it gives you a notification of an outside attack and he's just taking two guys on at the same yep. time and it was pretty awesome yeah it looks super cool that sounds awesome yeah I got to watch you play it a little bit um, is it is it multi-platform or is it just PC yeah it's multi-platform <sighs> so and then the, <laughs> the customization is really cool too because I opened up I started as the knight and uh, I, I just start I just started playing and I was like oh this is cool and then I saw another guy just coming with like these bright armor colors just paint on the brass armor and his he had his uh, his crest on his shield and everything and I'm like oh that's pretty cool yeah. how do I get that mm-hmm. and then I looked into it and then you can just pick your color schemes and put patterns on your helmet and your your greaves and your shoulders and everything and it's you can really customize it and it's just really cool yeah. and, uh, the drops you get from fighting are better armor better weapons better swords and hilts and handles did so, they tell you if you're <clears throat> um, holding on to all this stuff now that I mean not. That sucks. It's just a technical test. Yeah, but still. I, I mean, it's, it's people who get on the ground floor should be rewarded for that. Kind of, yeah. It's cool because you can, um, if you bump into a Ubisoft developer, they have a, a special armor set uh-huh. that's like super bright and it's just, it's insanely like colorful. Like the um, the samurai for the UB devs are like Kabuki warriors. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so they, they got have, the mask and stuff. They have the mask and the horns that come out. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's like golden horns and it's it's really cool. So I haven't bumped into one yet but you can see the armor and the yeah. options. That's <laughs> really cool. So it's Ubisoft who's yeah. developing it? Yeah, it was just kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, their track record. Yeah, they, they make good games that kind of fizzle fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for Honor, I can see it I, like when I first picked it up, I was like, "This fucking sucks. These controls are way too difficult, and this learning curve is crazy steep." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you know you start playing with the different fighting styles. I haven't even touched the Vikings yet because that, that's how much I like the samurai. Yeah. Um, but these different fighting styles, the Vikings are just these huge powerhouses that just break fights up, and they literally tackle the other fighters onto the ground. Yeah. And samurai are the quick, agile ones. Knights are the all-around fighters. So it's really really diverse really cool how you can your team comp can change the way the fight goes yeah yeah. so it's fun reminds me a little of uh, Mashiro Blade in some ways yeah it's yeah. not it's not a one hit one kill type deal but uh, sort of the the depth of mechanics and yeah it especially on the one on one mode it's like you are in a rock paper scissors match of epic proportions yeah it's pretty um, when you start playing you you get the controls down and then you realize or I realize this is like a fighting <coughs> game. Like you wouldn't go and pick like Ryu in Street Fighter and not look up his move list. You mm-hmm. know, like right. and that's what I had to do with, with these guys. Like there's move sets just mm-hmm. like, you know, just like Street Fighter. So you go into these fights, you memorize these move sets and you start breaking these out and once it's really complicated at first because yeah. it's so different. Because mm. it's not down forward A, you know, it's like back on the left thumbstick, up on the right, right trigger, and then hit A to dodge. It's really complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it's just like, you know, down forward circle. Right. Or down forward A. Yeah, right. there, there are like power-ups and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Special, special things. Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, it's kind of like um that game duh, that I was excited about at E3, oh, the fighting yeah, game. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
if you remember it. Man, Cookie for that. you if you remember is, that is title. Is it like fighters something? No, it's one word. Yeah, it's just one word. It's one weird word. I remember what it looks like. It's very minimalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. But this seems like way more detailed. It's very um, Very deep. It looks like there's a lot of opportunity for like deep customization and yeah. like a lot of characters. You, you only saw the one-on-one. You should look at the actual Dominion fight because yeah. it's... A, pretty large map and there's fights going on like Titanfall there's just NPCs everywhere and yeah. just all constant rushing you get that feel of it being like a, a big battle yeah it's kind of like um that show Ultimate Warrior kind of yeah that'd have... be really yeah. cool oh yeah, yeah. shit if they introduced like Spartans yeah Woo. you know they made an Ultimate Warrior video game yeah yeah. It, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was an Xbox arcade game so maybe this is the realization of like the potential of but, a game yeah, like that could have been yeah, it's, it's really cool. Right. I enjoy it. I think if they work on some balance issues, because that Viking is way too strong, yeah. and they work on some other stuff, maybe tweak the controls a little bit, it'd be a lot more fun, easier for someone to pick up. <clears throat> Where yeah. in the development stages is the technical test? It's before the alpha, before the Okay, so beta. it's way well, before. No, maybe I would say it's after the alpha. Mm. Not quite yet ready for mm-hmm. a closed or open beta. Mm. Okay, I was just curious. And that being said, it looks good. That it does. It did. It looked. I'm like. I was like. What? What is this beta alpha? You're like this technical test. I'm like. What? <laughs> it, I mean, it looks gorgeous so yeah. far. So that's good. It's yeah. a good start. And then um, I don't know. Maybe you know, I have too many games because I got invited to the Lawbreakers alpha too. Yeah. <laughs> Who? So, what is that about? That's Epic's new game. The physics based shooter. Got mm. a competitive arena shooter. Mm. Physics based. I haven't really seen much about it. They just sent me an email about it. Lawbreakers. All right. Nice. Well, then we'll check back with that once you yeah. get to play that. Anyway. Ooh, you know what? That's tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to help you move. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You're never gonna I got to wash the cat. Uh, it. All right. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's cap this baby off with a beer review. Furry. The Furry from North Peak. Black Indian Pale Ale. What'd you guys think? I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's got some of the smokiness of maybe like a, almost a stout in a way, uh, but it also has a little bit of bitterness too. It's it's nice like right, nice even flavor. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. My only disappointment in this is that when I bought it, one of them broke in the pack. Oh, we only got the five pack. That's upsetting. Yeah, so if one of you is not probably you. Oh yeah, I gotta go. Anyway. <laughs> Won't be uh, enjoying another one. <clears throat> What'd you think though? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Four. I liked it and agreed with everything Adam said. Hmm. Cool. Adam, number. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm gonna give it a. Ooh. Get these numbers out faster, man. For real. Uh, this is the. Worst. <sighs> I'm gonna give it a four five. Four point five, and I'm gonna also give it four. Four, four, and four point five. It was very solid. I liked it. It's good taste. I would definitely like recommend purchasing this again. Yeah. Yes, the design of it, very attractive. I'm gonna keep these. Speaking of which, my brew, the <gasps> Orlando Strong Ale, should be probably ready now. Oh fuck yeah! Be ready for the hundredth episode. Oh, well, it would be nice if it was just my own. And then... Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Nah, that's fine. nah, nah, that's right. fine. Anyway, <clears throat> all right, cool. Yeah. That's it. This has been the One Bear Podcast. My name is Marco Dupa. 
for David God. Yeah. Adam Obesis Rodriguez. Do it up. Uh, I was here the whole time. I yeah. Just so you guys know. No, he, he walked away. He left. Me and Adam had a conversation. He walked away. Don't let him fool you into thinking that he was sitting here watching us as we ranted about dumb stuff that he didn't want to talk about. Marta Robbie. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good evening. Drink delicious beer.